Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Afterburner Calgary Flames. Oh, start of the second half. It's a brand new half of the season. A new half that saw Andrew Mangiapane score, a dominant second period, and Rhett, they had to have started off the second half with a quality win in St. Louis. Because, you know, I tuned out after 40. I'm sure they wrapped it up. They were up a pair. Yeah. Second half flames. Here we go. They, yeah, they, they played half a game. Does that count? Well, they played the middle 20. And I feel like half the first period. Oh, no. Are you yeah. suggesting... Oh, it's true. A 4-3 overtime loss for the Calgary Flames. It is Afterburner in Calgary at our Martelloop Studios. My name is Ryan Pinder. There's Rhett, the Redster, all 44 himself. And it, is that main floor? Are you back in the basement now? You got I'm, the Canada I'm, flag up. I'm back in the basement right now. I tried ah, it out because the bedtime. Are, bedtime routine. Boys are in bed, so can't be screaming and yelling like Daryl Sutter is at the Calgary Flames right now. I can't imagine things are good right now. Off day tomorrow, St. Louis again oh. on Thursday. They had this thing completely wrapped up. I thought one of their better periods of the season in the second period, the cycle was uh, doing wonders for them. I think they took advantage of a young and inexperienced Blues blue line. Uh, blues blue line. Uh, and then bang, bang, Another bang, they got called back on a, a challenge. They lose 4-3 in overtime. And I get it. When you get to overtime, it doesn't feel good. This thing had no business going to overtime, Red. There's no reason for overtime at all. And honestly, I was watching that game in the second period going, is St. Louis as bad as Chicago? Like, And then they start talking about injuries. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's true. They are down and out. They have lots of guys, starters out of the main lineup and bunch of kids up and I'm like, all right, well you cut them some slack and they've had some peaks and valleys, but you know, maybe an off night for the blues. And then all of a sudden Markstrom sieves out and you're going, well, it's an issue. We're going to talk about it. There's lots to get to get into with the net minding. Uh, yeah. You need a couple saves. You got some early and, or you had missed scoring chances. They only allowed four shots in the first while, but I felt like they'd had five scoring chances against they weather a little storm early, but you get up 3-1, you hit two posts, and I was saying it, we have uh, Tan Mans here in studio, we had the Wolverine here. Last year's team finds a way to make this 4-1 or 5-1 in the second period. Because when that happens, it's curtains. Yeah, and this year's team, 
Yeah. Yeah. And this year's team at three, one, I said it, I said, it's not quite next goal wins, but last year's team puts this to bed. This year's team still isn't done with this game yet. There is drama yet to unfold. Yeah, and it played out that way. And I guess it's team and you play on a team, but I mean, that second goal marks. Uh, I don't even know what his movement pattern is on that. Like he, he's discombobulated. It's it hits him right in the middle. And he it's leaves a, it right in front of himself. You can't have either. Save. Yeah, it's an easy save. Swallow it up. What What are we doing? This is. It's not like it was a f- hard shot. Even it was. He, the guy threw it on net almost. Like I don't know that. That to me was Markstrom falling asleep. And then the I, next one, I'll criticize Anderson. And two I, on one. It, oh, no, overtime. I'm no, good. Sorry. That's overtime. I'll get to that one. <laughs> Anderson, fine. It's a nothing play again. But Anderson, as a defenseman, you know when you're screening your goalie. Either don't screen, or if you're in that situation, recognize it and go, ah, shit, I better block this. Yeah, and block the old Don Cherry. Get in the lane or get out of the way. Exactly, and that's exactly what happened. It was a nothing play right after the second goal. You're screening your goalie, and all you do is kind of cringe and and try not to get hit by the puck. Nah, I don't like it. Don't Marks like it at all. Still stop it. And then I'll criticize Anderson again for the, the overtime goal. Sure, it's three on three, and it's tough, and it's a two on one. Where is he sliding to? He uh, he he didn't do anything on the last two on one he played, and they got scored on. And now this one in overtime, I think he lost sight of the, the guy without the puck or the goal score. If you're sliding, you better take that pass away. That's the whole point of sliding, right? Exactly. He's sliding into no man's land like he's trying to block the shot, and it's not a situation where you you can slide and block the shot. I I think the only thing I can honestly is I think he lost where the guy without the puck was who eventually scored. I think he he misread it. Yeah, and that's tough because, as you noted, in Chicago, it was a different two-on-one, and that time he stays on his feet. They slide it through, open back door. Ditto here. Uh, they didn't start the defensive trio in overtime Shocker. of uh, Hannafin, Tanev, and Backland. Although after today's game, uh, when I had pointed out, right. I wonder who they'll start, there was clamoring for them. So you really can't win, and frankly, they can't win. It's their ninth overtime loss of the season. That is uh, awful. And I don't know that this group has much in the way of confidence when the puck is dropped three on three at this point. I understand why, because it's been a lot of bad luck. But this thing had no business getting there. It just didn't really it, didn't. And didn't it feel like in overtime, Hubido, who had been criticized for not shooting on that one on the play, was like, I'm going to take it to the net and try and get a shot on net. And he's trying. I think that uh, it's one play and you read too much into it because it's an overtime. But I feel like he was in his own head there where he's trying to force it. And again, I, I, I don't blame him for the loss or even the goal against because he's trying to make a play. But... Anyway, they absolutely gave that one away, and that's why the Chicago one hurts even more. Yeah, it's if two. You have, if you have three out of four points out of two games, you're going, eh, what's so the Four deal? out of four, Red. Fuck. Yeah. They got two out of four, and it's like this one was right there, gift-wrapped. All you had to do was match Chicago's worth, work at, with ethic or at least play with a little more urgency. They didn't even have to be great against Chicago. And to be fair, like we're, we're not going to dodge it. I'm going to jump right into it. Our buy and sell of the day. We're going to get right to it for 
Derek Newman at Newman Dean's Realty with CIR. You can see uh, the website up there, Derek. Uh, D Newman at CIRrealty.ca. That's the email address and the phone number 403-619-6661. Here it is. Dan Vladar is the team's best goalie right now. Buy it or sell it. I'm buying. I don't see him making the the mental mistakes or the silly gaffes that Markstrom is. I can't Mark imagine they go back to Markstrom on Thursday after that. I mean, oh, I, I like the idea of getting a guy in a groove and he had yeah. started to show some good form, but you start to look at the new year, second best goalie in Winnipeg, um, and then they go back on the road again, not that good in Chicago. And, it's and too tonight, many it's circumstances. Just, you can't. You can't. It's, yeah, it's too and, many circumstances. And at this time last year, it was like, oh my goodness, like he's, he's stopping pucks. They look labeled going in. And now it's like you're trying to find reasons why it went in. Here's what you don't do with the top five to 10 goalies in the world explain why goals are going in. <laughs> you know, because they're fucking labeled. That's not what yeah. he's letting in these days. These these are, oh, geez, well, maybe there's a screen. Was that tipped? Oh, I don't know if you can see it. And, oh, geez. No, sorry. You needed more saves tonight, and he did make a couple. They got helped by a goal that came back offside by a foot. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't even offside by it. Was a, it was the fact that he took it off his stick, really. I mean, it, Yeah, he lost possession. Yeah, flukes almost. So, I don't know. Markstrom looks like he's got the yips or something. He's having a mental battle right now. And it, yeah. and it's just happened too often. I, I'm with you. I, I I'm absolutely buying that Vladar is the guy. Yeah, I, it doesn't he have to be forever, in, but it's no. Thursday for sure. <laughs> and then I hate making predictions. Then you go to but... Dallas on Saturday, and then Nashville on Tuesday. You see Saros just had a shutout, and then the night before that, the game before that, he had 64 saves. You need some good goaltending right now. Dallas is a wagon offensively. We're talking about the top five scoring teams in the league. Where was Dallas not right in that neighborhood? Oh yeah. Like this is uh Well, and you'd lose yeah. this game, you give two points to St. Louis who's trying to catch you. And you yeah. had them dead in the water. They sleep. Had yeah, they, a, they were asleep. They were so done they'd packed mm -hmm. it in. That they blue line looked awful in the second period. Awful. They were awful. Dead. And, and I, I feel for Weir and Toffoli again, the posts. I don't want to make it bigger than it is, but Ryan Pike's getting us the data. We'll have it on tomorrow's barn burner. Um, I'll I'll effort again. But he thinks they're top five in posts in the league, and that's not everything. But if it feels like they're hitting it a lot, and like, man, I know there's always posts, but it just feels like more. I think it is because there's a lot more. And they could have used one of those going in. Uyghur rings one as he jumps into the play. That's a guy that's only got one on the year. I think he's got more posts than goals at this point. And Toffoli leads the team in the metric. He had another one tonight. That's right. Those were put him away, stake in the heart of the vampire. It was nail in the coffin, whatever cliche you love, it was over if one of those goes in, never mind both. I thought the second period was was dominant. I had a little note for each period here. Period one, settled in nicely. Manjapani, Backlund, Coleman looked great. That was my note for period one. Because they had, at the beginning, yeah. they weren't sharp. You know, ah, that penalty kind of wow. sucked, took the wind out of the sails. What an awful call, by the way. I thought the refs were going to ruin the whole game. Like, <laughs> it felt like they were set on us, yeah. Get out of here, you bums. <laughs> Uh, and then second period, I write huge success with cycling, dominant frame. And then the third, I just have one, or is it two words? This is like meltdown, meltdown. Mm. Like it's just, it couldn't be worse. 
Over time, we know how those go. We're just not even surprised anymore. <laughs> and it sucks in a lot of ways. You lose to St. Louis. You lose to Chicago. You have teams that you should beat. St. Louis is beat up. They're out of it. Markstrom makes mistakes. Blah, Winnipeg blah, blah. was beat up. Chicago and, didn't have Kane. Like, and now, guys. And, and, and that's just the games. Now I'm thinking as a player, now I got to sit in bloody St. Louis for another 48 hours in my hotel room instead of going out and having a pint and maybe a yeah. smile. And now yeah. I got to sit around pretending I'm pissed off. Like, You're not even going to be able to skate tomorrow, which sometimes will help you just shake yes. it, get up there and sweat. Uh, so back to, back to the buy or sell. You expect Vladar Thursday. I expect Vladar Thursday. Flames Twitter expects Vladar Thursday. Does Daryl Sutter expect Vladar Thursday? He can do what he wants, I guess. Of course he can. <laughs> Is he going to do it? He's got to, right? I would think. I think he's probably pissed off at, at Markstrom right now. He's got a team. Uh, it was right there for him. Two points. Yes, exactly. The rest of the group taking it to the Blues. They're owning the game. The second period was completely Calgary. It's 3-1. It should be out of reach. A little floater shot that you and I could handle. Let's be honest. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's not and, good company. For and, and he throws it right into the slot, right? Like, mm. it didn't even let it in. It was almost Two worse. things. Rebound. Okay, oh. that's bad. But rebound right in front of you. <laughs> Whoa. So, what the hell's I going on there? I don't even know where he's sliding to. Like, he thinks. I don't know what the uh. what he thinks the play is going to be. I don't get it. That's, it was, that's uh, it was an ugly one. So and and what have, what what have you seen from Vladar this year? Because it, it has he did get that sustained run. I want to say what was it end of November, early December, mm -hmm. where and, and Daryl doesn't necessarily want to do this, but sometimes the evidence mounts up so side uh, so high on one side of the ledger that it's like okay, well now I have to go to this well, guy. I think he'd love to play a starter sixty times. And Vladar, 22. He said 26 weeks, 26 starts for Vladar. That was the plan. The plan's gone to shit. He's yes. gone with a run for Vladar. Are you confident Vladar can give him the type of goal setting we saw in that first run that really allowed them to stabilize and for Markstrom to work on his game? Wow, two things. Every head coach wants a starting goaltender that they can just put into, like Lindy Ruff in Buffalo had to yeah. put out. He, there was one name that had to be on the score or on the game sheet, and that was Dominic Hasek, right? Like, of course you want that. And last year you had that with Markstrom. I mean, he's a he's a Vesna guy. And to be fair, but, what did he have in LA when they were good? Yes. You Very have quick. to have good goaltending. And what did they have in what did he have in Calgary's head coach? He had me Kiprasov. Like he loves to do it because he's had really good situations. This year with Markstrom is not a Jonathan Quick in LA when Daryl was there, nor a Mika Kiprasov in Calgary when Daryl was there type season. And Vladar, Vladar looks like a guy that's battling wanting to be the guy and markstrom mm -hmm. looks like a guy that's frustrated in his own head not sure of himself and is almost honest almost looks like he wants to get away from it for a minute or two like he knows right. a break might be the be better yeah for him like than get me playing. to the all-star break let me take yeah. some time off i need a regroup here okay so that is uh buyer buy it or sell it well before we wrap it you mentioned the all-star break there was 10 to go before the all-star break, before this road trip. Two were done. They're 500, right? I don't see any problems. <laughs> They've got a pair of overtime points against Chicago and St. Louis. St. Louis, Dallas, Nashville. That wraps the uh, road trip. Home for Colorado, Tampa. Johnny Cheese Pizza on a Monday at the Dome. Chicago again. And then to close out, last game for the all-star break. Back-to-back. -back. The only back-to-back of these 10 games with travel in the middle into Seattle 
a team that won again tonight, I believe. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo, what, 4-3 they held on? That's 10 games. Two are done. Eight are left. If Ladar plays well, and you know that when you've given Markstrom time to work on his game, he's responded. He had earlier. Are you okay giving him five, six, seven games here? How does this go? Well, it depends on Vladar too, right? It's If he comes in and plays well, the way he has played, the way he came in and closed the door. Well, closed the door. He made some big saves in Chicago. I thought so, so, yeah. Yeah, so if he can come in and play that way, yes, it's five or six. I don't think you want to sit Markstrom till after the break. No, but no. If Ladar's playing quality hockey, I think you got to play him. At this point in the season, it's great to want to get Markstrom into playoff form. Yeah. You might not be in playoff contention if you're trying to – massage that so that Markstrom's looking good, right? Like you got to play the guy that's going to win you hockey games at this point. You're halfway through. And it's not like Markstrom hasn't been given rope. No, this was a game we talked about on Sunday in Chicago where he got yanked three and 11. You could have easily gone to Vladar who was great in what? 39 plus overtime. That wasn't too long. Let's call it 40 minutes of work. 42 minutes of work. He was really good. He only allowed the OT winner. Made a huge save to keep things tied to to get the point in overtime. Going back to Markstrom today, if that's me, the coach, trying to get you a little confidence, here's look at this. And we spot you a two-goal lead. I don't think he can do that again. I don't even even Daryl. No, I I would be shocked. And again, I'm I'm going off body language, uh, you know, some – the interview is a long way back for Markstrom where he said, I'm not a good ho- mm-hmm. at hockey. Or I suck at hockey was. right now. Yeah. yeah, whatever it was. But when you say stuff like that, usually there's some underlying <laughs> confidence issues, right? Yeah, I, I had heard they worked on his stance a bit and that that had helped. Sometimes you get too wide or too narrow and that'll affect your ability to move laterally or just something with your setups wrong. His glove looked really shitty early. Um he it's looks awkward. better of late, but something's awkward. a little off. Something's yeah. off. He certainly doesn't look like seven shutouts last year. Well, he's at zero. That's what it looks like. Uh, yeah. The whole team's at zero. They could use one. Uh, that is buy it or sell it for Derek Newman with the Newman Deans Real Estate Group with CIR Realty. You can see the email on your screen, dnewman at CIRrealty.ca or the phone number 403-619-6661. Okay. That's the goalie stuff. Uh, I was really impressed, and I think we'll slide right into our next segment. It is a cheers from BK Beaufort Liquor. You know where they're located, Rhett? Where are they? They're uh, on the number one, just on the way out of town there. Just on the other side of Winsport, COP, by the clown and the mermaid. Mm -hmm. Slide in there, get yourself some nice spirits, drinks, whatever you need on your way out of town on the way to the mountains. I'm going to cheers the line that, isn't always together, but when they are, they just look like the most consistent, hardworking, and trustworthy line the Calgary Flames have. And that's Michael Backlund, who had five shots and a goal tonight. Blake Coleman, team leading six shots and a helper tonight. And Andrew Magipani, who got his second half going the right way, Rhett, with his eighth of the season. Please score more than six more the rest of the way, Andrew. It'd be better than your first half. Added a helper. I love this line. They're tenacious. They work their tails off. They forecheck well. They defend well. They win puck battles. The I fight like, in the dog is great in this line. 
I like what you said about the they're trustworthy. I think you know, and at this level of hockey, you should know what you're going to get. And I don't know that the rest of the lines, Daryl has that confidence. Sure. Right? Uh, the young, the fourth line there with the younger kids, maybe he trusts Lewis because of the history. But I, you, I don't know what that line's going to bring. The top line, oh, that was a really nice goal. Great pass. Lucci drives wide, taps it in. You're coming okay. Off line. All right. Well, I am because <laughs> the highest paid line. Okay. So. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but I, I still don't on a game to game basis know if that line's going to produce. I, yeah. I don't trust that it will. And Backlund's line, I trust. Put them on. Yeah. You want me to play D? Sure, we can shut yeah. down. You want us to grind? Absolutely, we can go in the offensive zone and, yeah. and and cause some havoc. You want us to put up some points? Yes, we're getting chances all the time to get points. Should have more points. Maybe it isn't even coming easy for you. But that's the line that if if you're going to take a line off the Calgary Flames, that's the one you want. They should be playing more, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, it was awkward to see with a minute and 16 left, the fourth line peeling off after a change. <laughs> if you're if you're only listening, Rhett just did the eyes closed, slow exhale, head shake. <sighs> I know he loves rolling lines, but you know, it's beans. tied and it's there. the last five minutes. <laughs> A little late to be sending messages, and I don't know what uh, message it was. There's been a few questionable player usage. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay. Well, and I suppose on that note, talking about the trustworthiness of that, uh, the backland line, it's, it's more than just saying, okay, like I, I know what you do for me. It's the ability to use them in all situations D zone, O zone, ahead, behind, late in a period, whatever, set the tone. Like it's just, any situation you're comfy with them going over the boards, which in my world would lead me to believe I don't need to use a fourth line a ton if I don't have to. And I liked yeah. Ruzicka tonight, and I thought Dewar was flying, and I thought that's as noticeable as, as Ruzicka has been in a while. Um, not that it was a great night statistically necessarily for them, but they were making some waves. But if you know that that line's going to give you that, and you're not afraid to put Defoley, Dubé, and Lindholm out, three of your most gifted offensive players that can play with pace, or the the prized, high priced, I should say, top line that you referenced with, you know, Lucic again is he's putting scores tonight. It's not perfect, but it isn't not working. Well, I don't know that you need to use a fourth line in the last ten minutes of a tie game. It's funny when they were winning, I said to myself, I'm like, oh, I'm going to say something along the lines of, you know, maybe Daryl knows what he's doing with that cadre line. I scored a nice yeah. goal or blah, blah. Luch had some big hits. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, you put out the fourth line late. What are we doing? We give up. Now we lose. Yeah. I, I don't blame any of those players specifically for the loss, but. When you do lose, instead of getting praised and, and, and you know, get, giving them some love, you're kind of more along the lines. Well, we've given a, we've got two points against a beat up, down and out Blues team and a terrible Chicago Blackhawks team without their star. And those are and those are probably the two easy. The easiest games on the on the card for this road trip, wouldn't they be? Yeah, I mean, they played St. Louis again Thursday, so however you want to count that. Tough. 
on Saturday, right? And then Nashville yes. Tuesday. So, yeah, well, you played your easiest games. I'm sorry. You have. You two points. And, but, yeah. The, you get later on this trip. The longer it goes, the little harder it is. It's not that you can't win those games, but I think that these two games were by far the easiest to, to get victories in or should have been. And now you've got a battle for the rest of this road trip. I mean, it's a battle all the time, and people, oh, yeah. But you've left stuff on, on the table, and you didn't have to. You yeah, didn't have to. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You blow a 3-1 three one, uh, three one lead in the second period, and it just felt like this, all you had to do was show up for the third. They, with a tie game, get six shots in the third. That's it. And that was after they had a lead given away. They got called back. Uh, with the coaches challenge that felt like a big moment i don't think you challenge unless you're 80 to 90 percent sure you're going to win because mm -hmm. if st louis is up four three and and they go out on the power play like oof. but anyway, they might lost anyway yeah it doesn't matter uh I so that's our your point cheers to the game to backland coleman and manjapani who we've liked for a while now and statistically it's starting to follow him a bit, which is a good omen for the flames, uh, at least in that sort of micro analysis of tonight's game. And I got man deep news for you from BK Beaufort liquor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's joining me on my, uh, three on three tune up tournament this weekend. <laughs> He's a ringer. The tan yeah. man played with him. He said, no matter where you are, man deep will find you, put it right on your tape. Really? Got pictures of him as a young guy with the flames in 04. He's wearing the old quadrant hockey jackets. That's that's what we need in Jasper. I'm telling you. Maybe I bring he's him down to bring him down to Florida and help me out down there too. I don't think he's a Panthers alum, but I wow, well, sneak some one-on-one -on -one training, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how he does Saturday. I'll have a scouting report for yeah, you on Monday's yeah. burner. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to BK Beaufort Liquor. You can see on your screen. 
right across from Winsport and COP next to uh, what? McDonald's, Starbucks, all that good stuff. Uh, also an email up there if you want it, bkbofortliquor at gmail.com. That's easy. Sweet. Um, Walker Newer, first game of the year this year. He played one last year, was it, or the year before? Hmm, I can't even remember right now. It's been a while for Walker Dewar. He wore 61 last time, and there was his family wearing 61 in the stands. <laughs> I did that to <laughs> my family. wheeled out in 71. <laughs> oh, I did that to my family my first year with 45 and 23 and 7. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, keep, keep selling jerseys, all four of them. There's, there's a few good trivia ones. I think uh, Johnny, was he 63 when he played game 82 for the Calgary Flames against uh, Vancouver back in around 2013, 14-ish? I don't remember. We'll get Tanman to research that one. Uh, and then there's a couple other. I mean, TJ Brody had like a 50-something when he came in with the Flames. There's always, I, I sort of like that. It's like you weren't a first-rounder. You had to earn it. Look at this number oh. I had to wear for the first season. Whatever yeah, here's was. your yeah, here's your camp jersey. Get out there. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's a Walker Dewar is wearing a camp jersey. I thought he had some jump to him. I liked his energy level. Um, I don't know that what he has is something they can't manufacture elsewhere. Whereas I wonder about Pelche's ability to help this team score more than three goals. But I certainly wouldn't give anything to Walker Dewar that wasn't a passing grade or a B plus, A minus. Like he was flying around, creating chances, throwing pucks on net. You look good. I mean, and I'm not surprised you get called up. You get to play in the NHL. You should mm -hmm. be flying out there. So you should have lots of energy. And he did. Did He was certainly not an issue. It always comes back to me with the young kids is, are you better off playing? Like, like you just said, those three lines that you had going, you probably didn't need to play a fourth line. Not but much if you are, us, yeah. yeah. But if you are going to play a fourth line, I want a fourth line that has a bunch of energy, like a yeah. kid with like Dewar, and I'm sure Pelche would be the same way. Like, yeah, I, I three hits, like two shot attempts, one on net, and just a shade under 13 minutes. That's that's, good. that's more than Rzichka played by about a minute. Um, and who else was down there? Huberto at 15. That's not much much for him. Uh, trying to find the third member of that line. Where's Lewis there? 1248. So, yeah. Nice debut. Just a few other debuts you'd like to see now. I'd like to see some. Yeah, let's get them all in. Well, but but th this is where this the problem with giving away these points, it, it trickles down into all of these decisions. We you talked about these, it Sunday, right? Yes, you get these points, and it allows you some freedom to make maybe some some other decisions when it's panic city to get every point, everything gets squeezed and overanalyzed and second guessed and we can't risk it and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Go with the devil. Sudden, we know, right? Yes. You're oh, how we got, I don't want to, you don't want to miss the playoffs and think back to a game where you played Walker do or, or Pelche and we could have had a, a veteran guy in there. We yeah, know what we're going to take, right? Like you have it's to, it's it's brutal, and I mean, you piss away points like you did today. It hurts everything, everything. The coach's yep. decision making—they're not comfortable with it. They have to second guess it. They start to overanalyze it. They're watching too much video. They making the players grumpy. The players don't get to go have a beer tonight because the coach is pissed off because you threw a game over. Like it's 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 no good. 
Well, and that's why it was a little confusing. And I know they didn't have practice. Daryl was moaning about the Globetrotters in Calgary. And then because it was a stick start, there wasn't a morning skate. Let me tell which... you something. Let me tell you something. If Daryl Sutter wanted ice in Calgary. He could go find it in Chicago did, too. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I get it. It's not as convenient. You don't want to piss off all the trainers and make their yeah, life yeah, harder. Yeah. But that, if if that ice time was that important, he That's true. probably could have got it. And so the reason I bring that up is that it wasn't cited as the reason, but it was part of the, I think, formula on why Daryl built the lineup the way he did for Chicago. He didn't put in two rookies. He didn't go to Vladar. Not that anyone at that point was necessarily clamoring for it, but it is the softer touch on the lineup. You had a chance to infuse some energy into a game that you knew might be a tough one for your team to get up for. What did Walker do, or do tonight? He came out flying. What You said it. What's Pelcher going to do? He's going to come out flying his first game. This team loves Dan Vladar, and they know he's a battler. I think they, they'd they be lifted in a, on a night where things are a little dull if he's coming in for a start. They missed those three opportunities Sunday in Chicago. That was my thing about the, the decision. I understand what Daryl's point is, but I thought about it opposite. I was like, well you got a flat spot. This is where young kids could come in and bring the energy and Big give time. a boost to the whole room, right? Have everybody excited and feed off of them. So, yeah, it's easy to second guess now, but it's funny. At the time, though, we, yeah. that we were a little, hmm. I, I did think it, but then Daryl made the point that the young guys were terrible in Chicago. So, I don't prepared. know if that's, yeah. So, is that a. Is that the reality of it? Ruzichka wasn't maybe good, but I, I don't know. I would have done it the opposite, but <laughs> Daryl Sutter has a lot more experience and he's got a way better read. He's in the room. He understands it. Yep. So, And there's also, no, like if you're counting career wins, he's, you know, boy, if you added ours up together, we still wouldn't be close. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's also, we understand when a track record's as large as Daryl's, there's certain biases he has yes. it wouldn't be out of school to say that this guy loves veterans and is untrusting of rookies more than 95 percent of the other coaches in the league there might yeah. be one or zero coaches as weary of rookies and young skilled players as daryl is matthew phillips comes up doesn't play bad he gets four minutes does it again special teams affair boom he's gone like jacob pelche's not like oh this guy's 25 and he's leading the a this is a first round pick this is a guy that's checked every box along the way you've wanted to see to this point. Is this there, is a potential game breaker for your roster over the next five to 10 years. If he can translate into the type of NHL player that they tried to select in the first round. I don't know that you need to treat him like this really dangerous grenade that just might blow up everything at any moment. No. And that's what I was just going to say. Is there any fear from Treliving? I mean, we're really playing the pretend game here, but Treliving's got these guys, the younger kids, bringing them along. And I think Treliving does want to get them in the lineup. But is there any fear from Treliving's point of view of how Daryl will handle him? And to the point where, again, we're playing pretends here, but Daryl's gruffness, his approach to things, his, uh, his, I don't even know what to call it, his disregard for kids, wh whatever word you want to use, mm -hmm. could it actually be a bad thing for Pelche? 
Do you know what I mean? I mean because there's young you're guys a young kid, that get into see, under a coach. Happening. Exactly. Under a coach that's not really that supportive of you. They, that can crush you. That can end you. Right? I'm not saying that is happening, but if it's a fear, it makes sense. It would be rational to be worried about that. And I also just wonder on a bigger picture, we'll leave it here. I think the GM would love to see a lot of these guys mixed in more than they have been. I think the GM understands that the coach's job is to do the lineup. And I think the coach might want a Kevin Rooney here instead of someone else. Uh, hypothetically, maybe I'm wrong. But that it's the GM's job to manage who's up, who's down. That, I don't know where we're at here. One of them just got an extension. I believe the other guy's in the last year of his deal. And I'm not here to tell you there's massive amounts of friction. I don't know if there's any at all but I certainly believe they view things a little bit differently. And I wonder as, like you said, when, when you're leaving points on the table, things get a little more, there's more friction around. If they're first place, no one cares. Daryl's going to do Daryl. It's a formula. Brad had a great offseason. Look what he did here and there. But if, if you're going to be on the cusp of missing the playoffs the whole year, I just wonder what that tug of rope is between a head coach that has been a GM and isn't known to be a collaborator and a guy that has worked his way up from all these positions and other organizations to become a GM. I don't think they're in lockstep necessarily. I don't think we're listening to two people singing in the same choir right now. And, and you're right. And it's, it goes back to the losses that bring you to this because you start questioning everything. And perhaps that's exactly what we're doing, but they, it does seem to be two guys yes. that would have a different approach on, on, on where and what they see for this team yeah. at this point. And I don't think they drastically view the game differently. I think uh, Brad likes to have physical, grinding, yep, checking absolutely. teams. But I also know that he's been on the podium and said a guy's name in the first round, and it shouldn't be this hard to get him up. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. You know, and whether that's um, a bias of his or whether that's just being completely rational, like, hey, I'm looking at all the metrics of guys drafted around this guy, similar or worse results, they've all been called up, not him. Yeah, they're all playing. And not the call, not playing, right? <laughs> yeah. and, I, and there's there's some validity to that because, again, Daryl's got a track record. And if you put him on the spectrum, there's the trust rookies and not trust rookies. We're going to slide him all the way over here. We know he lives over there. Tough for kids right now. Yeah. Tough for but, kids. But if you could break through, if you're Jacob Pelton and you can get in and you can perform well enough that you earn a job with this guy. I'll oh, tell you what. You might be a way better player. You, you very well might, and everyone would be amazed, and we only want what's Jacob Pelche to do well and whoever else, Phillips, whoever else, do or, sure. or anyone yeah. that gets called. We want them Wolf all to do point. well. But I don't know if there's a tougher spot. I don't. I, I would put it as somewhere between 30 and 32, just off the top of my head, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's 32. Right? Like, yeah. what coach, what team – Tougher spot where you need to come in and make a difference. The coach probably, I don't think Daryl wants to see anyone do poorly, but he's not going to, it's not going to be floodgates are open and do as you please. Like he's you know. a tough love guy, right? Like, yeah. so it's not going to be just kisses and handshakes. Oh, lovely to have you kind of situation. Are your, is your family here? Oh, that my goodness. Was, yeah. Like, he's going to <laughs> We'll have, put you up for the opening face-off. Yeah. He's going <laughs> no. to have to perform. Here's your four minutes. I hope yeah. you do something with it, kid. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, uh, Walker Deer did a lot with his, but it was his second career game. Uh, let's hear from Daryl. We've talked about Daryl a ton. Uh, I, I think it would be safe to say, not unlike the rest of the team, and 
management and players. The coach hasn't had the career year as well coming off of Jack Adams last year. We'll see how frustrated he is after a 3-1 lead in the second period in a the game. They look to be in full control of slips away with another, their ninth overtime loss. Here's Daryl. Hard time handling the Thomas line. Yeah, they scored the power play goal to start, and they scored the third goal against our veteran top line, and they scored in overtime. <laughs> so I'd say that's the whole game. What happened on the overtime goal? Uh, Huberdeau turned the puck over, cutting the net, and Rass probably would prefer to be in the middle of the ice. Those two quick ones at the start of the third, how did you think your team responded to that? Uh, how do we respond to it? Well, we got it to overtime. It was 3-3 right away. Sort of like the start of the game. <laughs> what, why do you think of those two quick goals? What did I think? Why? Yeah. Well, would you, why would be, I'd say the first one is just a friggin' rebound. The second one is against the, it's one line against the Thomas line. We turned the puck over, then, then the wingers didn't take the middle. So it was line versus line. That's why. Is there any sort of pattern emerging, you know, Overtime record's really been not good this year. You got a score, you got a possession, you can't turn pucks over. That's there's a yeah, there's a pattern. We scored one, 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 and lost eight. That's the pattern. And you've talked a lot about it overtime. The key is not these long stretch passes; it's keeping it, just possessing the puck. There wasn't there wasn't long stretch passes. No, I know this time, but I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we go over it lots of them, but then you got to you got to do it. You got to be able to execute it and do it. I mean, we switched around with different guys starting. You're trying to, you know, you weren't really sure on the road who the other team's going to start. So we've done different things. So we just went head to head tonight. So Kadri, Huberdeau, and and uh, Anderson against against their three big guys. Well, it's up to them then. Talk about feeling good about the point. Got to take the point on the road. Take it. It's the best way to look at it. Right. What did you get from that? Uh, Coleman and scored two two goals. You know, the first one was sort of in a change, but uh, they've been getting lots of shots, lots of opportunities. So it was good. It's good, it was good to see Man score because right? he's had a lot of those right in that area from there to the goalie where he hasn't scored. So it's good for him to score. What do you think of uh, Walker Durer? Pardon? Walker Durer's game tonight. But uh, you know what? He's got an identity. Brett. He's playing because Brett Ritchie's hurt, right? So. He's got to do that job for you. Got some energy there from that fourth line? The fourth line was good, other than Rosie going down on, this, on the uh, third goal. Rosie goes down and doesn't get off, and then Naz comes on, and then, and then uh, that's second goal, actually. Second. Right? second goal. And so Naz is just a little late going on because Rosie's late getting off, but then you know, that's just a shot through. That can't be a rebound there. Better spirits than I thought. Is that fair, Rhett? Yeah, I don't think he's in good spirits. No, I, I just not a brave face about it. Yeah, I, I let's rephrase that. When he deals with the media, it's about message sending. That was not. Um, he didn't take runs at a lot of guys. He might have hinted at stuff. He's still quite happy taking a point as much as I. Think he knows he had two there if his team played a little better, and it's it's quite a run of collecting points since December tenth. They've had a point 
in all but three games. I think it's, uh, was it 15 of 18, 14 of 17? Like it's, it's a considerable run. Well, These sting may- and they suck, but, and you should have two. But if you're just not going to lose in regulation, all your losses are going to be in overtime. It's going to sting, but one point's better than zero. And one point is always good if you follow it up with a win. It's just like, yeah, yeah. They you said that up, on Sunday. And it's the same thing again. If you followed mm-hmm. up with a win on Thursday night, you've got four out of six. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. That's not bad. A couple games left on the road trip. Get a couple more points. You're, you're fine coming home. But yep. it's, it's when you. F- when you don't get two and then the next game you throw away a game or lose a game cleanly well now you're starting on the on the wrong trend thursday st louis again in st louis off day tomorrow we've stated we think we'll see vladar we'd like to see vladar wouldn't surprise us to see vladar will we see pelche well uh, no yeah He's not practicing. What the hell is he even up? <laughs> if well, I'm, I'm actually serious. He's had one practice. You're right. That's it. It was uh, what yesterday in St. Louis. Yeah, and, he's been and up, I'm he's not been up since uh, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Gotta be Saturday. They travel yeah. probably. So, yeah. but and it's not a criticism on Daryl, but it's like, why did you bring him up if it's going to rely on him having a practice? You could have seen that there was no practices in yeah. the schedule. Leave him down, let him play. I, 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 it I, might be the GM and the coach again. Yeah, just a whatever. I'm off. not against the kid being around the team and and being on a road trip. And there's things you can learn from that. But he kind of said, "Well, he didn't practice, so he can't yeah. play." Well, not practicing tomorrow by the sounds of it. Well, the other thing is he puts Dewar in today after the practice yesterday, and not Pelche. You're not taking Dewar out after what you saw. Uh, well, and again, it turns into. Things are tight. I think things are tight. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm overreacting. No, I think I things, think are, things tight. are tight. Yeah. You give up two to St. Louis. Uh, I didn't look at the. They're right behind you, aren't they? Do they even? They were three back. Them? They're now two back. Games yes. played or even. So if they so win in regulation, there you go. And so is. Are you going to put Pelche in in a situation like that? And are you going to put him in in a, in with players where he could succeed? It's not just. I put him in the lineup. Yeah. It's, it's stupid to think that way. And if, well, if and it's, like it's might Dallas be, Saturday, yeah, Daryl might be bang on with this, where it's like, I can't play this kid. This game's too big, and I don't have a spot in the lineup yeah. where I can make a switch that's going to let him have success. If he's married to Lucic playing with Cotter and Huberto, that's yes. exactly where we're at. And it Makes appears sense. for the short term that he is married to that. Um it, well, and they, I, I get it. Like it's been a better Lucic out. there. Yeah, it's been have. a better Lucic. I don't think it's been your best Hubert or Kadri, but it's been a better Lucic. I, I think the question will be: Is a better Lucic getting you more than if you could find more skill to work with Hubert or Kadri? We don't know until we see it there. We haven't. Yeah, and I don't think Daryl wants to take that risk right now. So not now. Not on the road. Not with Dallas on Saturday. You could break down that line and say, without maybe Lucic is the guy pushing those guys to play. I don't Something think about the fits worked, right? Like, I can't. I don't think it's the right fit. I don't think it's a long term fit. I don't Agreed. think many NHL teams have a. I'm calling it the first line. I don't know if I'm wrong or right in that, but I don't know that many teams have that sort of <laughs> makeup on their first line. 
but maybe maybe we're out to lunch and maybe Lucic is the guy pushing those guys to play hard and stay competitive. He's he has done that before. And he's performed in the spot, so they're not pulling him there right now. If yeah. he goes silent for a week or there's the turnovers start flaring up again, or there's clearly, you know, a little disconnect with the players, the pace is too hot. What I I agree with you. It's working right now. I think it's a short term, okay, leave it. I, I don't believe it's where lines will be if this team's playing round one come, you know what, April fifteenth or whatever. Uh, here's here's a fun one to close out. When leading after 40 minutes, the Calgary Flames were 16-1-2 this season, Rhett. They're now 16-1-3. When trailing after 40 minutes, the St. Louis Blues were 2-13-3. They're now 3-13. Sorry, 3-13-2. So, um, yeah. That's a two-goal deficit, not just trailing by one. So, with that... We will say, chat with you on Thursday. I believe it'll be boom, boom, and you Thursday night on Afterburner. And uh, the way things are rolling, I'd uh, maybe make some tea or coffee because don't think you're getting away with three periods. <laughs> I'm going to have a stiff drink instead. Um, <laughs> stop in at BK if I was there. He would stop in at BK. Uh, we'll see how late they're open tonight. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. You've done your prep. I love it, Rhett. You're always ready for the show. Nailed it. All right, boys. See ya. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.